Afro-Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everybody, it's your Afro-Verdict host, Victor Anakin, and today's VIP podcast will be featuring ministers from Sierra Leone. But before we get to that, I absolutely must update you on some breaking news. Russian President Vladimir Putin kept his word as the first promised grain shipment of 25,000 tons arrives in Somalia. I'm sure this humanitarian aid is much appreciated, especially against the backdrop of the recent flooding Somalia has experienced as a result of the El Nino climate pattern. Daoud Awais, Minister of Information, Culture and Tourism of Somalia, gave Sputnik Africa an exclusive written opinion in light of the arrival of the Russian grain. Here's what it says. The federal government of Somalia expresses its sincere gratitude for the humanitarian aid provided by the Russian government. We are thankful for the delivery of 25,000 tons of grain, which will greatly benefit the thousands of Somali people affected by the current floods resulting from El Nino. This assistance arrives at a crucial moment, and once more we commend Russia for its substantial support and unwavering commitment to helping Somalia overcome this challenging period. Back in March 2023, as the fate of the renowned grain deal was being decided, Putin stated that if the decision of not extending the grain deal would be made within the next 60 days, Russia would commit to supplying the same amount of grain to the most deprived African countries. On November the 17th, the first two ships carrying humanitarian aid in the form of grain departed from Russian seaports destined for Somalia and Burkina Faso. They were expected to arrive late November to early December, and the ships set for the Central African Republic, Zimbabwe, Mali and Eritrea will be sent before the end of 2023. The People's Friendship University of Russia held an international conference dedicated to Africa's development goals. The event featured numerous reports which focused on various aspects of development and in today's podcast we will be focusing on two esteemed persons present at the conference from a small West African country, Sierra Leone. Now, this country is famous for its snow white beaches, Idris Elba, and of course, diamonds. Naturally, diamonds aren't the only mineral Sierra Leone is rich in, as minerals such as gold, cobalt, nickel, bauxite, are also minerals which Sierra Leone has large amounts of. Now, the extraction and refinement of minerals can obviously boost the development of any country, as that will have a positive impact on the economy. But another area that can boost development is education, as proper development of the sector will lead to better specialists. So just before the international conference at the People's Friendship University of Russia, I had the honor of speaking to Minister Haja Ramatulai Wuria, Sierra Leone's Minister of Higher and Technical Education, and we spoke about the agreements Russia and Sierra Leone will sign in the education sector, the meaning of sustainable development to the African country, and the role of education in Sierra Leone's development. Minister Buria, thank you for joining me on Afroverdict. Let's start with briefly looking over the agreements that Russia and Sierra Leone could sign. I believe, yes, that there will be an agreement that will be signed to further strengthen the existing relationship that we have with Russia. Um, particularly when it comes to education, medical education. We currently have an existing partnership where we have students from Sierra Leone coming to universities in in, um, Russia, particularly this university, to pursue their um, education, mainly in the medical field. But we will be pursuing um, other potential partnerships, Um, for example, in in the mining sector, um, 
anything that is linked back to our national development um, agenda. Thank you, Minister. Since you've mentioned this event, this international conference, the main theme is sustainable development of various countries and specifically African countries. So what does sustainable development mean to you, uh, to your country and to, to Africa as a whole? Thank you very much. So sustainability for me, it's protecting the investment. A lot of work has been done um, over the years to get us to where we are currently today. And to ensure that it's sustainable um, means that we have to protect that investment. So it has to be something that we can build upon. And that is something that is of great importance to the African continent. We're at the point where we are transforming how we do things. We want to be in the lead. We want to take ownership of how we push forward our national development with cooperation and support from our from our development partners. But it has to be done in a sustainable manner because otherwise we lose that investment and hence why sustainability is something that we should strongly put all our efforts together to ensure that it's achievable. Minister, and do you think that your understanding of sustainability for Sierra Leone and the African continent. Does this concept carry the same definition and connotation for other continents? So I think there will be some cross-cutting elements, but then there are also some context-specific elements. So every country has their unique challenges that they have to grapple with. They have their unique opportunities that they have to maximize upon. But I think most importantly, conferences like this creates that knowledge-sharing platform that you can engage in and network with other individuals, other stakeholders, um, who are working on the same challenges that you're faced with. And you can also learn from their opportunities, their experiences, their embedded insights, and see what could be applicable in your context. So it creates that knowledge sharing platform, all geared towards working towards this universal goal of achieving the SDGs. Minister, at this conference, 17 sustainable development goals were highlighted. In what way do you think can Russia help Sierra Leone and other African countries achieve these sustainable development goals? Thank you very much. So Sierra Leone and Russia, we've had an equitable partnership spanning over 60 years. And this is something that we are deeply appreciative of as a government and also as the people of Sierra Leone, because it has contributed towards our development agenda. And we look forward to continued partnership. Um, I think there's mutual benefits for both parties and um, working together would ensure that we bring all of our resources on the table. We work in a way that is concerted. We identify and and co-create solutions together in a way that is sustainable. You know, around 3,000 students from Sierra Leone have uh, studied during the period from the Soviet Union, including modern days of Russia as it is. Is the education in Russia so lucrative or attractive for young people from your country? Absolutely. Russian education is very much attractive to our country because in addition to providing our young people with the skills that they need to thrive in their their respective technical sectors, it also gives them the opportunity to be well-rounded in terms of experiencing what the culture is like in in, in other parts of the world. That really goes a long way in in fostering and promoting global citizenship. So um, as you mentioned, we've got thousands of students um, who've already benefited and they've gone back and they've contributed the knowledge the insights that they have acquired while studying in Russia, they have been able to apply that in Syria and contributed immensely to international development. And that is something we look forward to, that continued partnership where we can get 
more students coming into the universities, but also vocational training as well. So that is something my ministry deals with vocational training, which as we know develops that middleman power. And evidence has shown that um, you need that middleman power um, to contribute towards pushing for that socioeconomic development agenda that we're all working towards. So we look forward to exploring that, how we can partner with institutions in Russia to promote further the vocational training um, um, in Sierra Leone and collectively all of these efforts will ensure that we we work um, towards transforming when it comes to our national development agenda. There's much talk about a rising multipolar world, right? Especially considering the prominent stance the countries of the global south take and uh, within the african continent a lot of people are talking about neocolonialism wherein african countries still remain dependent on mainly western countries do you see any traces of neocolonialism in your field of activity uh, in the sphere of education and what does sovereignty in african in sierra leonean education mean to you so that's a very good question um So um, as a country, something that um, we're very passionate about and committed towards is national ownership and leadership. But then we also value partnerships. And um, and for, for me, uh, as, as the, the Minister of Technical and Higher Education, when you own and when you lead something, it means investment. So I'll give you an example. In Sierra Leone, what we're currently working on for the education sector is setting up an education fund that would address um, one of the, 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 the long-standing challenges we have with financing the education sector in Sierra Leone. And having this fund is an, it is, um, will be sustainable. It will bring about innovative ways of funding the higher education sector. And that would really go a long way in us protecting that investment because if you invest as a nation, if you invest in anything, then you're more than likely to protect that investment. But having said that, as I mentioned earlier, we also look forward to partnerships that will come and complement our efforts. So um, it's working in a way where we are driving forward the national development agenda as a country. We're identifying what our unique challenges are. We're putting um, our money where our mouth is, for lots of a better word. We're investing in seeing um, 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 our development agenda becoming a reality. And then also looking to partnerships to support us to get there. And um, before serving as the Minister of Technical and Higher Education, I was fortunate enough to participate in a, in a leadership um, 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 fellowship organized by Kofi Annan Foundation. And one of the things that it taught us it, it, as part of the, the, the fellowship, so it spanned for 12 months, it took us to various historical sites in Africa for us to understand our history, where we're coming from. And that gave us valuable insights into why we're facing some um, inequalities that I often say hide in plain sights that we're faced with as a nation, as a country currently. And that sense of going back to history and understanding, it's not a, it, it's not, um, it wasn't done to point the finger at anyone. It was just for us to understand what, what are some of the challenges we have faced as, as a continent and just to foster that sense of, of, of unity and oneness that this is ours to fix. It's ours to fix with partnerships, with the right partnerships to help us push for that agenda. And um, what we have done as a country in Sierra Leone to try to address that is the president, um, President Julius Malabio, has 
um, with, the, with, with the new government, we now have a Ministry of Information and Civic Education. And Civic Education will create a platform for us to develop curriculum for our young people, so taking up that bottom-up approach, where we could teach them about African history, for them to understand where we're coming from. We have a saying in Syria, if you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know where you're going. So that would give them the, 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 the platform, the opportunity for them to learn what are some of these structural barriers that we have faced as a country, as a continent, and position them to, to recalibrate their thinking, to, to, to get that sense of um, that they are the, 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 the positive agents of change that we need to ensure that we get to our development agenda with the right partnerships in place. Just recently, we observed uh, Industrialization Day within the African context. And Africa is a continent that has it all. You know, it has the natural resources, it has the workforce, it is the youngest continent on the planet. So what is the role of education in industrializing African countries? Okay, I'll start with the, with the sustainable development goals. As we know, we have 17 and one of them is education. For me, education runs right across human capital development without having that um, 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 human resource, then you cannot fully um, actualize the, the, the sustainable development goals. And industry plays a very key role in, in addressing that. In industry, you need human capital to, to push that forward. And what we have done in Syria is to recognize that. And we're very um, strategic in, in, in how we plan to go about doing this. So I'll go back to the vocational training, where we know that we have to position our young people to work in 21st century industry, so they have to be 21st century ready in terms of skills, so they have to be future ready. So we are working with the industry partners to identify what are the skills gap that they need at country level, but also at, at regional level, at continent level, and then working backwards to develop curriculum that we harmonize um, within the, the, the continent, we have the national qualification framework. The same also applies for higher education to ensure that we're training young people that would work in 21st century industries, wherever they find themselves in the continent. And, um, and once we get that right, industries will, in, 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 um, um, without a doubt, lead to create a positive ripple effect when it comes to socioeconomic development. Not so long ago, Russia's President Vladimir Putin said that Russia is facing challenges uh, in terms of certain individuals or countries trying to cancel the Russian culture and in fact cancel the country in general. He also said that these efforts, they take on a certain neocolonial nature. He also added that it's not possible to cancel Russia in the modern world that we live in or any other country, in fact. In your opinion, do you think it is possible to cancel a nation or a country in today's modern world? What I'll have to say um, with regards to that is that culture goes a long way with um, identity. And identity has a long, um, goes a long way in promoting social cohesion. And I think we all need that. We all need a country level, a continent level, a global level. We need that sense of social cohesion and, and global citizenship. Minister Maria, thank you very much for the inspiring outlook on your country's development. I totally agree with you on the crucial role education plays. Since apart from training professionals in uh, various spheres, education also creates a foundation for a for a person's understanding of the world around him, as well as the thousands of different cultures around the world. 
Now, our second honorable guest is Minister Julius Matai, Sierra Leone's Minister of Mines and Land Resources. Him and I discussed issues related to uncovering Sierra Leone's potential in supplying minerals to interested parties, Russia's involvement in the development of the African country's natural resources, and also the impact colonialist tendencies of the West have on impeding Africa's development. Minister Matai, welcome to AfroVerdict and thank you for joining me today. Minister, during your trip to Russia, tell us about the goals thereof and shed some light on the agreements that you plan to have signed with your Russian counterparts. Well, um, our main goal was to come and attend the International Conference on Sustainable Development that was organized for students, especially young scientists, and um, was actually motivated by the theme, which is for sustainable development for civilization. And it was dealing with cooperation, science, education, technology, and um, also how Africa is developing its path to achieving the 17 goals. To me, that was extremely interesting. And knowing that very well, Sweden has been implementing the sustainable development goals now for seven years and we're halfway through. And we also have the African Agenda 2063 and the National Development Agenda. I thought it makes sense to come to Russia and participate, share experience and knowledge. And then at the back of that also, our ambassador, His Excellency, Mr. Mohamed Yungao, actually organized some few meetings, meetings with the Russian um, Ministry of Mines and Natural Resources. We had a meeting also with um, the Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs. We had also a meeting with um, Roskio, Zarubesh Geologia, and we had a meeting with Arosa. We also had a meeting with um, Rusal, and also we had a meeting with uh, the Ministry of um, Finance, especially with regards to customs in terms of how the Russian Federation is actually implementing its um, obligations and rights under the Kimberley Process Certification Scheme in terms of exporting diamonds. So to me, I think we got more than what we asked for when we are coming. And these have been high-level meetings, and I'm extremely grateful and impressed with the level of um, engagement, the things that have been discussed. And for example, when we met the Minister, because of uh, Minister of Mines and uh, Mineral Resources and Natural Resources, we actually had a lengthy discussion that though the relationship between Sierra Leone and the Russian Federation, starting from the days of the former Soviet Union, has come over 60 years, we've not really had an opportunity to entice serious Russian invest, um, investment into the country. Some attempts have been made in the past with Luke Oil, and um, in the last couple of years we've been engaging Rosgio to ensure that they come in and add value to the nationwide Yabonji Fiscal Survey we did. And last year, in 2022, I came to Moscow on three occasions to have those um, engagements on, um, with the expectation that we would have signed a memorandum of understanding at the second uh, Russian-African summit. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it because it was in June and we are going for presidential and national elections. So this gave us an opportunity at a higher level, at ministerial level, to engage the minister such that um, we have a mutually engaging um cooperation, especially with the transfer of knowledge and skills from the Russian Federation in terms of our solid minerals. For so long, Sierra Leone has been known for diamond, gold, iron ore, and bauxite. But we do believe 
after undertaking the nationwide airborne geophysical survey in 2019 and 2020, there is anecdotal evidence of the discovery of what we normally call the battery or transitional or energy minerals. These are the lithium, coltan, nickel, cobalt, and um, monocyte or the rare earth minerals. Yes, geophysical survey has been done, but we do believe we need further interpretation and we need expertise of institutions like Roskill to come and help us drill, do our resource estimates, quantify or estimate our mineral reserves. The Minister of Mines and Natural Resources made commitment to work with us at a technical and political level, and not only in terms of mining, but in terms of mining-related infrastructure. And we agreed that we will work our technical team, we set up working groups to work on the technical details of a memorandum of understanding that we've agreed should be ready by January, mid-January, and in fact precisely to be signed in Saudi Arabia, where we'll be attending a mining conference on the 9th of January and uh, 2024. And I'm going back to Sierra Leone in the next couple of days to be able to sit with my President, His Excellency President Jos Madabio, to brief him about the opportunities that do exist, you know, to work with Russia. Um, also, the Roskio, we also um, started engaging them last year. We are now finalizing also the details of the memorandum of understanding in terms of technical support. So we do believe that these engagements have been good, not only in terms of the government, but the mere fact of being able to have meetings also with Arosa, who are interested in diamond mining. I mean, they're renowned brown, they have a larger share even better than the, the beers globally, that they've shown interest also to come back to Sierra Leone as well, to see how they could actually leverage the mineral resources we have from a partnership and entice investment into the country. I think that's laudable. Yesterday also, Rusal, we know is a giant in the bauxite industry. We had a very lengthy discussion. Um, they've been tried over the last decade to come and invest in Sierra Leone, but now looking at the current geopolitical climate and the interest in bauxite globally, They've also made a commitment that they will come to Sierra Leone in the next two weeks to do preliminary um, pre-feasibility studies to see how they could come back and invest in the uh, bauxite industry in Sierra Leone. And they are very open-minded by saying beyond bauxite, if there are other minerals, especially what we call the battery minerals, that's something they might be interested to look at. Not even Rusal per se, but encouraging other Russian um, companies to come in and invest. So I do believe that this particular visitation to Moscow has been one of the best, most prospective, and we do believe it has a lot of traction going forward to build its relationship going forward. In terms of the Ministry of um, Foreign Affairs, we made the deputy together with the ambassador and our team that um, will try to open a Russian house in Sierra Leone to ensure there's an exchange of um, culture, cultural knowledge, literature, expertise, and language, and also, the Russian um, University for Friendship. I mean, here we are hosting this conference. We had a presentation by our Minister of Higher Education and Higher and Technical Education. Even today, they signed um, an MOU in the health sector in terms of training our medical students. So I do believe we got quite a lot. And we do believe we can also reciprocate, even though we are different levels of maturity when it comes to, you know, as I normally call it, what my presentation was about, 
you know, um, we're talking about infrastructure, industrialization, and innovation. I mean, we know Russia Federation, it's at a very high level. Yes, it's a mutually um, beneficial relationship, but we do believe we'll gain more from the Russian Federation, especially its visitation. Thank you, Minister. That was quite insightful with a lot of very interesting details. Yeah. The spokesperson of the former Nigerian president, Mohamed Buhari, said that the struggle against colonialism is not over to this very day. Do you agree with this statement? And if so, what signs of neo-colonialism do you observe today? Um, colonialism as a concept, or as a phenomenon, or as a tool, has morphed into something different as the society has evolved. I mean, I come from Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone was, was a British colony. The British came to Sierra Leone in 1808, established the colony in the western part of Sierra Leone. And then, of course, in 1896, went into the Protectorate. It was even called British Sierra Leone until 1960-61, when we regained, not gained, but regained our independence because we are independent. Ever since Sierra Leone remained, or remains to be, I mean, remained tied to the British uh, system. Yes, we have bilateral investment treaties signed with several countries that we are part of the colonial era. We still have multilateral um, engagement with some of the Brentwood institutions, the World Bank, the IMF, and the others. But again, as we've taken our own development into our own hands, I do believe mutual respect. I think mutual respect for culture, tradition, and freedom, justice. It's important that as we form this relationship, we accord each other and respect those. But we've seen economy has been used, you know, as a tool as well. We are in the African countries, especially countries like Sierra Leone, a least developed country. We know that very well. And in fact, just some of the things we were just talking about here, the sustainable development goals that were set up in 2015, we are halfway through that 2023, seven years more. Because we are different levels of maturity, in terms of our development, industrialization, there is a tendency for the well-developed countries, especially I call it the G7, the G20, to dictate things in ways that sometimes are not in sync with the needs and aspirations of the African countries themselves. Say, for example, Africa has its own um, development agenda, Agenda 2063. There are a lot of commonalities with the Sustainable Development Goals, a lot of commonalities with what its predecessor, the Millennium Development Goals. And sometimes because of the economic situation in the country and things natural and anthropogenic, I would say natural things like the climate change, you know, the Ebola crisis, the Corona virus that we had. We are not given the latitude, the space to develop our own agenda the way we want it. So I do believe some of the ex-colonial um, countries are still indirectly putting pressure on our governments through democratic reforms and so many other political, uh, political, economic, political economic tools that it's now the colonialism has morphed into something which some people call neocolonialism. And um, as I sit here, I know very well, I've had that experience. I have lived through a bipolar world experienced a unipolar world, and now we are moving into a multipolar world. And I think it comes with these challenges and opportunities. I do believe as an African country, based on what Barry said, it resonates, resonates with me very clearly that we should be given the respect, we should be given the space and the time to choose our friends, that without any due pressure, to allow us to develop based on our culture, our tradition, whilst we are respecting others as well. So, yes, I agree with him, To I mean, in a nutshell, 
that yes, colonialism has moved into new colonialism and it's being used as a tool sometimes to arrest our development. Thank you, Minister Matai. At this conference, you gave a presentation about the Sustainable Development Goals. What does the concept of sustainable development mean to your country and to the African continent as a whole? Well, the classical definition of sustainable development, as we've been saying, is looking at the economic, the environmental, social aspect, making sure that we don't eat the capital that uh, we have, the natural capital that we have, making sure that our activities do not rob future generation of the same opportunities that we have now, that we should allow them also um, to live of the benefits of the natural system, whilst we are undertaking our economic, social and um, environmental development, that's also thinking of the future generation. My presentation here was actually on goal nine, amongst these you know, 17 goals that were set, very diverse, 169 targets, 230 indicators. I was talking about goal nine, which is actually to be resilient infrastructure, I mean, to um, try to build up call it inclusive and sustainable um, industrialization and to foster innovation. It's a massive challenge for Sierra Leone. And when I looked at the basket of indicators and uh, looking at the performance in 2023 is the least developed goal in Sierra Leone. How do we do this? Take into consideration all the challenges we've had, including the recent geopolitical climate, the hardship it brings along. And uh, the context, we put that on the background of the coronavirus that we had our first index case in March 2020 that disrupted our development agenda, the Ebola we had in 2014, 2015. You know, the ramifications of climate change that are ongoing. Australia is one of the least developed countries and it's one of the countries very vulnerable to the effects of climate change, sea level rise, flooding and um, other stuff. We are very much aware that these sort of discussions that Russian Federation has given us through Ruden to come and have this engage and engaging and very massive discussions give us the opportunity to share ideas. So my presentation was about that and I think um, it resonates well with um, my colleagues and those who are the young scientists and the students who are in the hall. And I do believe that we can build on that going forward and have more meaningful dialogue and ask ourselves, halfway through the implementation of the 17 SDGs this 2023, halfway through seven years more, some of the goals that have been set for countries like Sierra Leone. We are, I mean, I think in the last you I mean, UN Human Development Index, we are, I think, 181 out of 191. Are they realistic? Can we actually achieve this within the next seven years? If not, what do we need? Which support do we need? How do we get there? These are the questions we should be asking ourselves and engaging all our partners, you know, internationally, locally, sub-regionally, to ensure that when we set these goals, we have meaningful engagement and be realistic about the goals. Honourable Ministers, thank you once again for having given me the time and opportunity to speak to you and sort of put Sierra Leone back on the map. Let's call on the Russian companies and investors not to look over this wonderful country and go ahead and explore the numerous opportunities that it offers. Dear listeners, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. If you'd like to give the episode another go, check it out on various podcasting platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, Deezer, CastBox, as well as AfriPods. Stay informed by checking out the Sputnik Africa Telegram channel, TikTok account, and other socials. But for longer analyses, don't forget that you can always go right to our Sputnik Africa website. And to access all of this information quickly and conveniently, 
make sure to download the Sputnik Africa application. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.